casket was closed. Everyone's bowing their heads, one by one walking up, crossing perhaps, taking a moment to remember her. And then they hear, From the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. But Vince still works. Even when he's on PTO, Mr. Petrano is busy doing work. So yeah, the the uh, host of this program, Vince Petrano, was uh, part of a Milwaukee Press Club event yesterday. He was moderating this event. Uh, Dr. Ken Harris, who you hear Wednesdays here on WDTMJ, was also there. They're discussing uh, crime rates, violence, and that type of thing in the city of Milwaukee. And uh, Vince was there, and then he came into the office. I didn't see him, but he's, I did. <laughs> he's here in the office I yesterday. did. I said, it's your off day, and you're still wearing a button-up shirt and a tie <laughs> yeah. for some reason. I don't mind seeing you here, but like, why are you not in a sweatshirt? Right, so I texted him last night. And I said, "Hey, man, can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Like, it, it, it re- I really do appreciate the time he put in to like get us some audio and some content for today for our newscasts and whatnot." And he wrote back and he said, uh, "Hey, you do the same thing for me." And I was like, eh. "What do you? What do you <laughs> I, really? I appreciate you saying that, but I don't, I don't know if I would have. But you just take the, you just take it, take the compliment." Yeah, just give yeah, I definitely would have, for sure. Yeah, would have written time. back like the three dots, three dots, yeah. three dots. <laughs> uh, it is 513. Lots to get to today. In Madison, they will vote on shared revenue, so we'll discuss that at some point this morning. Also, we'll find out why this lawmaker said this. That was some bullshit. Yep, that happened during the Joint Finance Committee hearing uh, yesterday. So we'll get into that. The latest on the former president, of course, who was indicted yesterday. And no, she wasn't really dead. That happened at a funeral. All that and more throughout the morning right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. The brand in the show is next. I'm curious how you're going to make us feel good about the this brand. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, ninth inning. Oof. Brandon's got it next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Following their day off, the Milwaukee Brewers were back in action in Minnesota on Tuesday night. The Brewers leading most of the night. That was until the bottom of the ninth when Carlos Correa came to the plate in a five-tie tie ball game. 1-1 pitch. Hit in the air down the left field line. Lane Grindle on the call as Correa knocked out the two-run blast off Devin Williams for the 7-5 Twins win. The Brewers now losers of five straight games and will look to end that streak later today against those Twins over in Minnesota. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 11.30. To the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers began day one of their mandatory minicamp, ESPN's John Anderson joined 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee's packed lunch on Tuesday and shared some of his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the lack of blame the quarterback absorbed a year ago. If I have one complaint in the last year about our ESPN people, uh, is I thought we protected Aaron Rodgers a lot and for a long time. And nobody ever just said, I'm not, I am not uh, in any way suggesting the guy's washed. Uh, but I think there were a lot of times where he played really poorly. And let's go to the film. Oh, 
this block was not excused. Oh, this, you know, this guy cut off his route a little bit short. Okay, I think if we went back and looked even at his heyday, there were a lot of those things happening. Day two of mandatory minicamp will commence later this afternoon for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. One day after the NBA crowned their first-time champion, the NFL, NHL excuse me, followed suit with the Las Vegas Golden Knights winning their first-ever Stanley Cup. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. The first Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. The call on KKGK as the Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers. Not bad. Not even a close game. Nine to three. So it sounded, that boat horn in the background was great, by the way. It sounded mm. almost as if uh, he had planned that a little bit, like he he knew what he was going to say before he said it. Which... I think they probably knew. <laughs> they were up three games to one. The, the score was eight to one at one point. I'm just glad that the long-suffering Vegas fans finally have their Stanley Cup. And, and soon... Long-suffering? They're like three years <laughs> yes, old. thank you, soon a, soon a baseball team, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, and soon, maybe. And by the way, there's some stories there, too, about there the A's. Is. All the A's fans showed up yesterday for they the did. game. It is 518. Coming up, it is a special day today. June 14th means something. We'll tell you how a local company celebrates. That's next. Imagine you are at a funeral. The, ca- the yep. casket is closed, <laughs> and you hear this. <laughs> and there's someone in the casket alive. How Victorian. <laughs> That'll happen, and it did happen. We'll tell you that story in 20 minutes. Right now, though, so today is Flag Day. Big day, of course, around the U.S. It was uh, started right here in Wisconsin. Flag Day was in Ozaki County. The red, white, and blue, or maybe the Stars and Stripes, or how about the Star-Spangled Banner, Old Glory, whatever the moniker of the American flag means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, And did you know that there is a small company in Milwaukee County, right here in southeast Wisconsin, that makes many of the flags that... You see, not just around here, but also across the country and the world. I paid it a visit last year. I'm at American Flags Express in Butler, where a handful of seamstresses are cranking away, stitching new or repairing old flags. Currently, we have about 133,000 customers across the country and actually around the world including military bases, presidential libraries, communities across the country. Company president Tom D'Amico. How long does it take to crank out a flag? Actually, uh, it depends on the size. Uh, The flags that we have range from four inches by six inches all the way to 40 by 80 feet. D'Amico says it all started in 1998 when he and his partner identified a need a market for a high-quality flag. We started selling on the internet, and uh, it just took off from there. So this small online company of about 20 people ships out flags all the time. 
sending the stars and stripes across the world. We have done uh, ship launches, provided patriotic decorations for ships and submarines and big flags for military bases. D'Amico says he's always had an interest in flags, but as the company has grown over the years, so has his patriotism. He knows how much old glory means to people. We have a customer in Ohio who was in Vietnam. I think he's about 70 years old. He sent me some pictures of a flag that was on his naval ship. And it's totally tattered, and it's it really is ready to be retired. But the gentleman really wants the flag, and we decided that we will fix this flag and return it to this gentleman. So on this flag day, be proud to know that many of the American flags you see may have come from good old Southeast Wisconsin. And like the folks in American Flags Express, take a minute to appreciate the holiday. So on Flag Day, do you bring in donuts? Do you get a half day? We grill out. <laughs> Excellent. AmericanFlagsExpress.com is uh, the website there for that company. And Butler, pretty neat. Small little company uh, cranking out the flag. So the flag always flies at the White House. And at the Iwo Jima Memorial, Fort McHenry, there is no evidence that Betsy Ross designed the first American flag. Some people actually believe that a man named Francis Hopkinson helped design the original flag. Apparently, there are still five American flags on the moon, although I did, D'Amico told me when I talked to him that he's like, if they're there, they're just shredded. There's no way they're sitting there perfect, like just between the radiation and the fact that it's a sun. And this is years ago when they're brought up there. In fact, he told me that, uh, that he has heard from some of the space folks asking him like, okay, is there a way to design a flag that could actually withstand space? So that's something that they're working on right there in Butler. So pretty cool. So happy flag day to all who celebrate the holiday. It is 526. It might sound like a trope from a horror movie, but no, it actually happened. I'll help you set the scene here. Here we go. All right, so mourners gathering in Ecuador for a funeral of a retired nurse. She had died two days earlier, declared dead, believed to have suffered a stroke and cardiac arrest. Casket was closed. Everyone's bowing their heads, one by one walking up, crossing perhaps, taking a moment to remember her. And then they hear... Yes, yes, the corpse was alive. She wasn't dead at all. This is right out of a horror movie. She had a lot of energy for having just been mostly dead. So the casket opens up. She floats out of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that part, that part didn't happen. No, 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 no. So what really happened was they said, holy cow, what, what's going on here? It gave us all a fright, said the woman's son. The woman, 76 years old, was unconscious when her family took her to the hospital. And then they realized that she had not responded to resuscitation. The doctor on duty had declared her dead. But apparently she came back to life after she started banging on the casket five hours later. No embalming? The coffin started to make sounds. They heard weird siren calls from demons. 
Flames erupted around the coffin. No, none of that happened. None of that happened. Here is what happened, though. Listen to this. Some of this is actually on video. She's suffocating, said her loved ones, who frantically pulled her out and called an ambulance after they heard her banging on the coffin for help. The woman had been trapped there for hours and was suffering from cardiac arrest. Now she's back in the hospital where her family says they're monitoring her a little more closely. Oh, you think? <laughs> a little, a a little more closely. <laughs> I'm glad that they're actually looking into this now. Poking her every um, once in a while. Yeah, hey, so you she, okay? You're still alive? Still there, Ma? Uh, she is in intensive care. Her condition is unstable. Hopefully she still makes it. It's possible that they've been trying to get an update on how she's doing. Obviously, the healthcare system, uh, system not always the best in, in some places. Um, but, yeah, so she is now being taken care of after quite a fright. How would you feel if you're the doctor? Oop, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, how do you? I, whoa, whoa. And what do you do if you're the funeral home? Do you allow? Do you give them their money back? No, yeah, but like I said, no embalming. They didn't do any. My yeah. goodness, I mean, my God. Is the second funeral easier? Like, does it just get less hype now? Well, mom's really gone this time, and everyone's like, "Look, we already did this. We once. wasted our good a two cry for on one. You. It's a little bit cheaper. It's like the like third the marriage. Like, yeah, good, you're having a wedding, but look, we've done it twice for you, bud. We're not coming back but out again. This, this does defeat. This is the best funeral story of all time, right? I'm always fascinated because some people have some pretty good ones. Uh, if you have a quick one, 855-616-1620, honestly, share it. I'm assuming no one came out of the casket. But if you have a good one, a funeral story that is uh, can make a smile perhaps on this day, 855-616-1620 on the Old National Bank talk and text line. Hopefully this woman makes it. But yeah, back in the hospital after being almost buried alive. It's 544. Speaking of almost dead... Oof. I don't know. Is that fair? The Brandon Snide Boat Show for the Brewers is next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers were back on the practice field for day one of their mandatory minicamp. It was a perfect attendance for the team. And according to All-Pro all cornerback Jair Alexander, the guys are back to having fun. And the energy in Titletown is right where it needs to be. The vibe, no, the vibe's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of energy flowing. I feel like, um, you know, we've moved past a lot of things, I guess, that people are saying. So, I mean, the vibe I got was everyone was happy to be here and have this seat, you know. With mandatory minicamp wrapping up this week, it doesn't mean the Packers could be done practicing. Aaron Jones is advocating for the guys to join him out in California for more work following minicamp. That's something we've definitely uh, been in, talking about since I went out there last time and we're still talking about. So uh, going to probably we want to get more pe- more of the guys out there and, uh, you know, just just run it ourselves and, you know, bond, create that chemistry outside of outside of here. And, you know, it's, it's fun. So why not do it? Why not enjoy each other uh, while we can? The Milwaukee Brewers were back at it on Tuesday night in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Ninth inning. Tie game, 5-5, Carlos Correa against Devin Williams. Unfortunately, advantage Minnesota. 1-1 pitch. Hit in the air down the left field line. This ball is gone. And the Twins and Carlos Correa will walk off the Brewers and take game one by a final of 7-5. Bad, 
beat goes on for the Milwaukee Brewers, who have now lost five straight games after dropping the 7-5 to loss in Game 1 of 2 in Minnesota on that Tuesday. That one hurts. That one, that's a Devin devastating Williams, loss. And it, 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 it looked good for a while. Yeah. Christian Yelich with a double, a home run. They were up 5-2. to two. Uh, The Brewers will look to bounce back later today against those Twins. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ, beginning at 11.30. So what happens next after that incident in Miami? That story next. That is a happy birthday celebration at Bedminster on Tuesday night. Hundreds of supporters, including major Republican donors, singing happy birthday to former President Donald Trump, who is now 77. His birthday is actually today. Just turned 77. No word on whether Ivanka Trump danced or climbed out of a document box or anything like that. Nothing. Nothing that we've heard. <laughs> An early birthday celebration, though, of course, uh, the president took advantage of that. The former president, I should say. Former President Trump was defiant last night, hours after his arrest on federal criminal charges related to his handling of classified documents. We witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. At his New Jersey golf club, hundreds of supporters, including major Republican donors, sang happy birthday to Trump who turned 77 today. So where does the case go from here? Of course, 37 federal counts related to his uh, refusing to turn over classified documents, showing some classified documents to those who should not be seeing them, hiding them in different places in his estate. What happens next? ABC's Justin Finch. It is unclear when the next development in the case could come. Trump's legal team will likely file pre-trial motions, which could include trying to dismiss the case or exclude certain evidence. And you would expect that they'll try to push it as long as possible. The, the theory would be that his strategy will be to, to run for re-election, win the presidency back, and then make this all go away. I think that's the expectation. Uh, a couple of other things to this. So, yeah, so there were some that gathered. I mean, they, they had to be prepared for an enormous crowd yesterday in Miami for this. The, uh, the police and the security personnel, the Secret Service and whatnot, they, because they had no idea what to expect when it turned out, I mean, there were there were supporters there. There wasn't tens of thousands or anything like that. There were also demonstrators against the former president. And what it reminded me of, it reminded me of like New Year's Eve, like people in costumes all standing behind a gated area, some of them wearing funny hats, some of them with like different outfits on, some supporting, some against, some trying to get seen on TV. It, it was basically New Year's Eve, but just in Miami for an indictment of a former president. Um, by the way, uh, okay, yeah, is, is this the is it your the, the point of hopefully I win the presidency so I can make this go away? Is this the first time someone's running for president to get away from something? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> like this is almost like I need to win this election so I maybe don't go to jail, which is outstanding. Like it just I can't wrap my mind around. A couple that. of points on that. So uh, as far as what his uh, other contenders are saying about this, that are also vying for the GOP nomination, but first. 
By the way, this isn't the only one. There are more indictments potentially possible. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office says deputies have traveled to New York and now Miami to gather information on security preparations at court proceedings for Trump. This summer, we are expecting Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis to announce her decision on possible charges related to the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. A special grand jury investigated efforts on the part of Trump and his allies to overturn the election results in Georgia. Yeah, so that was uh, Sean Gable. She's with WANF-TV in Georgia saying that they were sending officials and different people that make decisions on security to Florida and also to New York so they can kind of get an eye on what could happen in Fulton County if something is to be filed there, an indictment which is anticipated. As far as the as far as the um the candidacy for president, you've noticed some of the Trump opponents in this presidential race are are holding off on calling him out for this indictment. And there's a very specific reason for that. It may not be because they believe he's innocent or anything like that. It's because they need to pander to his supporters. Here's Larry Sabato, the director of Center for Politics. It's about their hopes that Trump will be knocked out of the action and that they will be able to pick up Trump voters by saying, it's an outrage. I've always been loyal to your hero. And so now that he's out of it, you need to support me. That's what it's all about. If you're Chris Christie or Asa Hutchinson or another candidate who may end up uh, criticizing Trump, you're very unlikely to get those Trump voters to transfer their allegiance to you if it ever comes to that. Yeah, so different strategies now playing out in the field there on the GOP side running for the presidential nomination. Right now, 557 Business Headlines. It's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. An apartment development is fermenting in the Brewers Hill neighborhood north of downtown Milwaukee. More than three acres sold to a pair of developers that are drawing up plans for the site. A $12 million investment raise will lead to AI improvements for Milwaukee-based Spothopper's restaurant software system. Founded in 2015, Spothopper has raised $26 million to date. Fearing traffic backups on Mayfair Road, Wauwatosa's Plan Commission recommends against a proposed Chick-fil-A restaurant with two drive through lanes. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.